Hello, and welcome back to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people, and I'm your host, Rosie Gibbs. Today, I have with me Chelsea. Chelsea is a first-time mom and another fellow labor and delivery nurse. She is here today to talk about what she's gone through since having her baby and what she really didn't expect. So why don't we go ahead and start with maybe a little bit of how the birth of your baby boy went. Yeah, hello. Hi. Um, yeah, so Luca is a little Valentine's baby, which is kind of funny. We joked about like, gosh, what if he's born on Valentine's Day? <laughs> His due date was the 20th. Came a little early, but... Um, and your water broke at home. Water broke at home, mm-hmm. which, you know, after like months and months of wondering how it was going to go, <laughs> um, I was surprised. I was like, oh, my water did actually break at home with no <laughs> contractions. Um and so I hung out at home, called the unit. You guys were there, which was so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of di- dilly-dallied around for a bit. Which gave us time to go and decorate your room. Exactly. Yeah, it gave us time to prep. <laughs> um, Kyle was super cute. He was like pacing around the house a little bit, like every couple of minutes. Chelsea, are you still okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, Kyle. Just uh-huh. leaking fluid. But I'm fine. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Um, and then contractions started like within an hour. Um, and then we got to the hospital. It was so exciting. And I feel like I maybe had a little bit of time to like process what was happening. But mm-hmm. before I knew it, I was just like in it. Mm-hmm. Um, labor was about nine-ish hours. Mm-hmm. Flew by. Unmedicated. Unmedicated, which was my goal. And I was very happy that mm-hmm. it all worked out that way. Um and I really would not have been able to do it without all the support people I had there. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, my labor nurse, Carrie, was yeah. there with me the whole time. Yeah, I think you uh, lucked out on that one. She's yeah. so good. So good. Um, and Kirsten, midwife, also there the whole yeah. time, which I was so, so, like, happy about. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the pushing. The pushing. The pushing. Yeah. I mean, I was in labor zone. My brain was, like, not really there, I mm-hmm. feel like, which mm-hmm. was important because I was worried that, like, my labor brain would be on the whole time and just right. wondering, like oh, what's the heartbeat? Brain. Oh, what's mm-hmm. happening now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, are we, you know. But that wasn't there at all. Right. You're I was, focused. I don't even remember hearing his heartbeat, honestly. Like, I know Carrie was checking it, but I was sure. not paying attention at all. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then I think what I was most surprised about was how hard the pushing was. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times we tell people like, oh, once, you know, once you get to pushing, it's a lot, you know, it feels good to push. Sometimes is what we tell people. Not so much? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, and two, as your first um, birth, being that you were, it was your first vaginal delivery, you people tend to have to push longer Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so as an unmedicated birth pushing Mm -hmm. for what three and a half hours was it yeah it was something like that three hours yeah yeah it's quite a bit of time it's a long time (laughs) long time i didn't register how much time it was taking thank goodness that's good (laughs) in my head i was like this is this is taking a while yeah like he should but, be out by now. Yeah, we but I didn't. About this. But I didn't actually know how long it was taking um, until afterwards when I asked Carrie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked at her. I'm like, okay, but like, how long was it? She's like, it was three hours. Three hours. 
three long hours. And she was in there the whole time with you. She was in there the whole time. Yeah. Kirsten was there the whole time. And he came out and he was totally fine. He was totally fine. Yeah. Came out screaming. Nice. Um, it's always pleasant. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the surprising thing, I think. Um, and did you have any uh, repairs that needed to be done? Did. We had a second degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I didn't. That was fine. Everything after. That was all fine. I mean, totally fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was so excited about like feeling that endorphin rush afterwards, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Just like all the things you read about unmedicated yeah. labor. And um, I, yeah, I didn't feel anything after he was actually born. It was all just like total bliss. Just That's like so what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> you get to meet this whole new little person who, you know, you've had with you for what 39 weeks or mm-hmm. something like 39 that 39 weeks yeah and so and and kyle was there and mm-hmm. was he just in awe of what you just did completely in awe yeah i feel like he didn't really look at me the same for even just like a couple weeks afterwards really <laughs> just like a wow i mean it's when you give birth it's just um you're just like superwoman now and, and then you're super mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I mean, we see it all the time, but it's something really special. I mean, seeing the birth of your own child, but also yeah. like he's never seen anything like that before. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he just kept saying, he's like, I've never seen anyone work so hard for anything ever yeah. in my life, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> it's like so much work. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of you're work. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And so now he's seven weeks. Mm-hmm. So you've had seven weeks with this little dude and all of the um, different postpartum stuff that comes along with that. So as a nurse, specifically in like women's services, labor and delivery, you knew, you know, kind of a little bit about postpartum. I mean, you take care of postpartum patients. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Usually we only take care of them for two or three days and then... Mm-hmm send them on their way so what um what did in your experience like what did you expect and what is something that just like threw you for a loop yeah I mean I expected the lack of sleep mm-hmm. um I expected that you know breastfeeding is a journey mm-hmm. you know I'm learning. He's learning. It's mm-hmm. the same thing we tell our patients all the time. All the time. Just be a little patient. Yeah. You know, we're all we're all learning together. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I was I was surprised by like the recovery process. Like I kind of forgot that you know with like the repair and everything else mm-hmm. that like oh I'm I'm myself recovering. Right. Like the pain and how sore I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sitting on the waffle cushion. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, two and a half weeks yeah I think I remember you couldn't really sit like couldn't really quite uh, sit all the yeah. way and this was like pain related but I think also like a little bit like fear related like mm-hmm. there was a lot of processing again like after all the pushing and just all of those sensations I just didn't really even I just didn't like sitting yeah, like I just, it just didn't like those sensations speaking of fear <laughs> we'll just go ahead with this one um the first poop you had to take after yeah terrified yeah terrified and it's another thing that we tell our patients all the time, like, but you're going to get through it. It's going to yeah. be just like, fine. You just keep taking those still softeners. You keep drinking your fluids and eat your fiber. You'll be fine. And I was waiting for it. And I'm like, this is not fine. 
this is not fine. You have like a whole new uh, perspective now, though. Yeah. Now that you've delivered a baby mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. now you can tell people it's okay if it's not fine. <laughs> So, but you survived. Mm, I survived. You survived. I survived. It ended up being okay. Yep. I mean, and even just, I mean, all the soreness, of course, is gone now and everything. But you, like, get into this mindset of, like, will I ever be the same again? Yeah. Will I? Will I ever be able to just sit (laughs) without a wall? you are sitting here. (laughs) Here I am. With no waffle. On a nice firm chair. (laughs) Nice firm chair. No waffle. No waffle. Success. Yeah. Success. Yeah. Everything's fine in that department. So all of that, you know, kind of to be expected, right? So then what what was something that just completely shocked you about postpartum? Like emotionally, physically? Yeah. Anything? Um, I definitely had baby blues, Mm -hmm. which maybe I didn't expect the intensity of it. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I was crying every night for the first two weeks, right around sundown, mm-hmm. which <laughs> I joked with Kyle. He was just like, is this okay? I'm like, Kyle, it's fine. I'm, I'm just I'm just sundowning. sundowning He's like, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, it's a thing that old people do. It's fine. He's like, is that a thing? I'm like, not really for postpartum people, I don't think, but I think that I am. It's <laughs> like as soon as the sun would set, I was like, oh, here we go. And just dumping tears. Just Do you think that maybe it's because the nights were just so, like, nights with babies are just harder? That you were kind of just, like, almost just scared of the night? Right, anticipating what <laughs> yeah, was happening. Yeah. I think it could have been some of that. And also maybe, I was feeling, like, sad that, like, another day was coming to an end, mm. too. Yeah. Um. And just, like, so anxious sometimes, like, just staring at him yeah. outside my body yeah. and realizing, like, oh, my God, I'm not pregnant anymore. Yeah. He's not in there. Yeah. He's over there. Like, what if something happens to him Anything could happen over there because yeah. he's not inside right. anymore. And it was very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. Didn't expect anything like, like that. I didn't expect it to be that overwhelming, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's very... Um, It's a very different feeling to look at your baby and think, okay, well, when they were in my belly, that was easy. Like, it was just, you know, I would go about my day and they were fine, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. for the most normal pregnancies, right? And so then when they're outside and you're looking at them and you're like, are they breathing? Are, are, are they spitting up? Are they choking on their spit up? Like so are they many. Hot? Are they cold? Things. Yeah. Am I There's doing the right things? Factors. Mm-hmm. And you question mm-hmm. a lot of what you're doing, and it's it's motherhood, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just the sadness too. I think I really enjoyed pregnancy. Yeah. And it was like I had this little being with me at all times. Yeah. You Everything did love I being did. Pregnant. Everywhere I went. Yeah. He was with me every everything. Yeah. All the time. So I think there was sadness related to that, too, of like, oh, gosh, you're not going to be with me at all times in that same way. Like, yeah. almost like a loneliness. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you started to have those feelings, like the baby blues and stuff, mm-hmm. did you recognize them as more baby blues versus like a postpartum depression that you would really need to like seek help for? 
Yeah, I mean, I was definitely like keeping tabs on it mm-hmm. um, and reminding myself of like what the difference would be. Yes. Um, which, you know, we tell our patients is like when, if you get to a point where the anxiety is so much that you can't go to the store right. or you can't do that thing that you used to love doing. Mm-hmm. You don't get joy out of sitting and reading a book when mm-hmm. you used to enjoy doing that. When it starts interfering with your life. Right. Then that's when it's not normal. Right. Um, so I remember the first time I took a walk to the grocery store by myself. And I was the whole time I was like, this is good. This is good. This is good. I'm sad about this, but this is good. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I am walking to the grocery store You should have to alone. turn around and come home. Exactly. Yeah. And I made it in. Did a little grocery shop. It was, you know, got a little lost in there. But. <laughs> Been a while. Made it back. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I was definitely keeping tabs on the difference there yeah Yeah. and did you guys talk about like with Kyle did you guys talk about um for him what to watch yeah so that he could also recognize whether or not there was something more wrong Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah because I think Um, it's important for the partner to know too yes right um and I didn't realize till later when Kyle had told me because he's also been very concerned about the lack of sleep I've been getting mm-hmm. which was something again I like I anticipated it mm-hmm. and I think almost in a good but bad way mm-hmm. working night shift I was like prepped for it I'm like yeah, yeah it's fine you know we don't sleep anyway sleep, sleep. Don't do I've that. had a sleep debt for years night you know, shifters don't do that <laughs> it's totally fine <laughs> but he was being very attentive on like Chelsea you need, need to get more sleep yeah. like we need to get sleep and it wasn't until later that he told me that he was like so worried because I forget when we'd watch this movie, but there's this like movie with um, Charlize Theron uh-huh. where she, um, you, it, they lead you to believe that she has a night nanny the whole time, but she actually oh, was like postpartum yes, psychosis yes, had made up yes. this what person. What's that movie called? I can't remember, but I haven't seen it, but yeah. I remember watching the for some like, reason trailer. we watched that That's in the last idea. months of pregnancy, mm-hmm. and I didn't yep. realize that was was in Kyle's mind about like me postpartum psychosis yes you like worried about because I wasn't getting sleep that maybe I was going into postpartum psychosis and then I wouldn't tell him I was like oh Kyle that's horrible he sat with that for so long yeah he's like Chelsea you sure we need you need sleep you have to sleep very attentive yeah so lucky Mm -hmm. that's good so yeah so fortunate I don't know how people do this on their own my goodness yeah, it's oh, it's amazing, honestly. Goodness. One yeah. person to do it all is just, it's a lot. And, and you know, with if you incorporate breastfeeding oh boy. and pumping into yeah. all of that, yeah. if one person had to do all of that, that, I mean, I had help when I had to, like, do triple feeds and feed, pump, feed. Washing the parts. I mean, even just that part is like, oh my god, so thank you. Yeah, and I know that you've had some issues with breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Like we said, it's a journey. Um, so how how was that going now? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was the other thing that I didn't quite expect. I Mm -hmm. guess Um, is just how hard it would be. Um, you know, because we help teach people all the time, right? You know, I knew I was like, I'm, I'm going to have my own journey with it. I was mm-hmm. like, but I know what a deep we'll latch there. looks like. Yeah. I know what a shallow latch looks like, you know. Um, and it's funny, like the things I like when we're teaching patients about, you know, if it's a shallow latch, you got to 
you got to take them off and you got to restart. Yeah. And like yeah. the look in mom's eyes sometimes about like, what do you mean restart? We can't restart. I'm like, you can't power through. We got to, no. we got to get a better latch. And then when I was doing it myself and then like, finally you get them on, you're like, maybe we'll just let it, let it go for a little maybe while. Little the shallow through. will be fine. <laughs> you're just like, I don't want to start over. But we did and we yeah. kept trying. He just wasn't, he really was not latching at all mm-hmm. in the beginning. Had a significant weight loss. So the peed was like, all right, let's go. We're going to start supplementing, mm-hmm. which Fortunately for me, I had a very, like, robust supply. That's good. If you will. Um, So, I mean, the colostrum was just, like, dumping out. So I was spoon feeding. Mm -hmm. um, And we ended up going the nip shield route, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I was like, all right. If it works, it works. Right. Turns out it worked. And so, like, with a nipple shield, he was totally latching on, gained back all his weight. Um. The nipple shield is not to be feared. Not to be feared. No. Not to be feared. No. You know, if it works, it works. Yeah. Um. So it felt like things were going better. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, with the nipple shield, it's still a lot, you know, washing it, making yeah, sure you have time. it, getting yeah. it on. Yeah. They get fussy. They, like, rip it off. You yeah. know, it's like the a whole thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the issue showed up. The, the trouble issue. titty. The trouble titty. Mm-hmm. Came to the <laughs> forefront. <laughs> so um i guess the journey actually started with i spiked a fever at home Mm, mm -hmm. which you know i think we're always told as nurses that we make the worst patients sometimes because we'll just justify everything at home "Ah, that's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) and you know we tell people like over 100.4 you call Call. your doctor yeah and i was like yeah 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 (laughs) i was like having the shivers and kyle's like you should really check your temp i'm like yeah, I should probably. Yeah. I don't want to know. I'm like, you sure you're not cold, though? Are you sure you're not cold, Kyle? He's like, it's not cold in here. I'm like, trying to rationalize. Ah, all right, all right. And my temp was like 102.5. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, that's high. Yeah, that's, that's. Feeling your forehead. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's high. I should probably call. <laughs> um, but there was no sign of like inflammation or infection anywhere mm-hmm. um so at the next point you know next day we start going down the route of like you know is it something still in the uterus is it um right. endometritis you had, you had is it like retained product mm-hmm. or something that could maybe think that there could be something stuck right left in the uterus yes because i like had a pretty big clot at home right. and like some membranes were like yeah maybe there's still a little bit in there yeah. you know maybe the uterus is just like Holding on to a little souvenir Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did all the tests. Those all came back negative, which was great. And then it was like three days after that this firm red area showed up on Tina Trouble Titty. (laughs) Tina Trouble Titty makes her entry. And so we go down the clogged duct route, you know. So I was like, yeah, that's probably probably Mm -hmm. what it is. It's probably the first thing your mind goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many resources online for all the things you can do for a clogged duct. And oh boy, we did them all. Yeah. We did them all. What'd you try? We did the warm compresses with the pumping. We did massage, gentle massage, and then the back of a vibrating toothpaste or toothbrush mm-hmm. massage. Mm-hmm. 
we did Epsom salt soak. So I'm like leaning over a sink, like <laughs> dangling, dangling treble titty into the sink with the Epsom salt. <laughs> like I was like, okay, we're getting gravity. We're getting heat. We're getting Got Epsom salt. <laughs> and then you'd pump it. And then I'd put ice on it. Because uh, at this point you could only be pumping on that side because he yeah. wouldn't latch on that side, right? Yeah, because okay. the, the like what we thought was a clogged up, but like the firm part was right on the areola. So it was like completely messing up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how he would even be able to latch right. on there. But they tell you, you want to keep breastfeeding super right. important. Right. So instead I was pumping, mm-hmm. which was horrible. It was so painful, horrendous. Um, and at that point I had this moment of like, thank goodness I had all this stuff set up. Cause when you're preparing for a baby, you're like, well, I don't know if I'll even really need a yeah. pump, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'll really even need bottles because we're going to breastfeed and it's going to be beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank goodness I had all that stuff because I was like, God, the stress of like if all of a sudden we got to like run to Target late night, like get all of the things. Oh, that's what I did. So. Uh, no bottles. Oh, I had man. pump, but no bottles. God. Yeah. Right? I'm you're glad just like, that you had all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh God. Because <laughs> then you're in the throes of it and you're like, now you're pumping, you're cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Pumping, cleaning, pumping, it's cleaning. It's a constant cycle. Constant. Um, and I was all in my head, too, about, like, you know, how often am I pumping? Am I stimulating oversupply? Right. Yeah, yeah. Thinking of all of the things that you could be messing up. Yep. All the things. Um, God, what else did we try? I did, like, you know, hot showers with a haka in mm-hmm. the shower. Mm-hmm. And then Epsom salt in the haka oh in the God. shower. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We did potato peels. That was another thing. Okay. Yeah. Did you My mom came home. She's leaves. like, potato peels. We got to do potato peels. I'm like, what? She just starts shredding potato <laughs> peels and just shoves it in my bra. I was like, whatever. If it works, I'll sure. try anything. Why not? So how long did you go thinking it was a clogged duct, trying all of these things before you uh, made an appointment? Well, I made an appointment. I was seen within the week. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm like, I probably should have gone in a little sooner. But, you know, it is what it is. I was like, I'll get, come on, I can handle a clogged duck, please. There's no red streaking. And at that point, I wasn't connecting it to the fever that had happened before it all showed up. Uh So I'm like, "Ah, I'm not feverish. Come on. It's not. It's fine. I know what mastitis looks like. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I can handle a clogged duct. Um, I was taking sunflower lecithin, which is Uh another thing, a little supplement to help, like, keep the... Um, milk looser, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a fat emulsifier. Uh, so I was like, I'm doing all the things. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. But then within the week I was seen. Um, and because I, I was starting to think, I'm like, you know, this really should have gone away by now. Do you want to talk about what um, the recommendation that I heard was? Mm, yes. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them, <laughs> tell them what uh, we were told. Get some wine and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was the one thing we didn't try, ladies and gentlemen. The one thing we didn't try. The one thing. They do, you know, because the human mouth is a powerful sucker. Yes. And I told you that. And then didn't your mom say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. My mom was like, Chelsea, Kyle's got to do it. I'm like, do what? She's like, he's got to get on there and he's got to suck it out. (laughs) I'm like, what? When your mom told you that, what? (laughs) I mean. Was that at, that was before I had heard from? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so then did that? At that point, I was like, <laughs> I well, because then later my like, mom felt mom. very like 
justified when I told her like, yeah, it turns out like a that doctor a also recommended <laughs> yeah. it. She's like, I knew it. I told you. I'm yeah, like, well, he was like, know, I wasn't going to force Kyle to do it for crying out town. loud. <laughs> yeah. Because it turns out, you know, the human mouth like, yeah. is very much more powerful than a pump. Much more powerful. So at this point, we're still thinking clogged ducts. It's like, we got to get some power going here. But he was not. No. 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 You know, well, that's okay. We got to yeah. keep some boundaries. I guess. <laughs> you know. But for those listening, <laughs> that is a thing. It is a thing. So mm-hmm. future reference. Because if your okay. baby's not got a strong enough sucker, well. Your partner probably does. Partner probably does. <laughs> You don't have to, but. But you can. But either way, I mean, it ended up that it, after it all, not. after your appointment, it wasn't yeah. a clogged duct. It's not a clogged duct. So I go in, and first thing, uh, she's like, that's an abscess. And I'm like, oh, God. Seriously? Because that was one thing that was like kind of in the back of my mind, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how to tell the difference. Right. And it's kind of hard to tell the difference. The symptoms are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, for me too, it happened on the areola. So, I mean, it looked red because it was already red. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it was deemed an abscess, which meant it had to be drained. So I got in that day, which I was very drained with a needle. That's how you drain an abscess. Yeah. So we run across the street. And they do ultrasound to get a good look at it. And then, yeah, they come at it with a needle. How big was the needle? Um, did you look? I did not look at the needle, but it's it's long. Yeah. Because I mean, they come in from the side. Side boob. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. go right in mm-hmm. to the, you know, close to the nipple. But they're coming in from the side. And they're doing it while they're draining it with the needle it's still under ultrasound. Still so under ultrasound. So they the see exactly exact, where they're going. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, the length from side boob to nip yeah. is long yeah. needle. They numbed it up. Numbed it up with lidocaine. Mm-hmm. And they were all, the people at the breast center, so, so nice. Mm-hmm. So nice. Both gals were, like, telling me about their breastfeeding journeys and, like, holding my hand. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, guys, honestly, after pushing this kid out couple weeks ago none of this matters this is all just just fine i'm yes it hurts a little bit but it's fine yeah i just want to get it done yeah just be done with this um and so we got it drained and i was like okay maybe this is going to be the Mm -hmm. end of it Mm -hmm. and it felt so much better after they drained it um but the funny thing about it is like there was i the abscess had like two parts to it Mm -hmm. there was like the part on top that was like this round you could see this like swollen red area it had gotten even kind of shiny um look like looked like taut mm-hmm. then there was this whole area behind it that you could feel this like palpable hard yeah kind of like nugget behind it which again was it in the beginning i was like that's gotta be a clogged duct that's like what it seemed like but mm-hmm. anyway the part that they drained was like that kind of abscessy part on the top, but that whole kind of hard nugget behind, like golf ball, was still there. And so I was like, well, you know, let's give the body time. It'll just, sure, you know, inflammation is, you know, a thing <laughs> that can take a while to yeah. settle down. Yeah. Give your body time. So we gave it some time, and it was still there. So I went back into the clinic 
Um, and at that point got referred to a specialist. Mm -hmm. So I go and see a specialist and, um, it's in an oncology clinic. Go and see some breast experts and she, um, this doctor was great, but I, I could tell that she had like that kind of look on her face where she like, you know, she'd reviewed my chart. She looked at the ultrasounds and she was like, she, she already knew what she was going to say. Like she yeah. knew what she had thought it was, Yeah. but she was very attentive, like listening to my whole story, but mm -hmm. I could see like the look in her eyes of like, just like, mm -hmm. uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. sure, yeah, yeah, I know totally. this. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. all of this already. <laughs> and then it dawns on me. I'm like, Oh God, come on. You know, I'm like sitting in an oncology clinic. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's hear it. Let's go. What do you think it is? Just tell me. And then she proceeds to tell me that, like, you know, she doesn't know, but she's concerned that because it's not better, mm -hmm. after I was on antibiotics for almost oh, a full right. month, mm -hmm, folks, mm -hmm. just destroying all that microflora, just yeah. obliterated two different antibiotics and the drainage, and it was still there. She's like, mm, I'm concerned it might be autoimmune. Oh. And I was just like, oh. The word no one wants to Nobody hear. likes those words. Because it's, it's too hard to fix. Yeah. And yeah. nobody knows. It's just like this big... It's like an um, umbrella term. Exactly. Like, it's autoimmune. It's autoimmune. It's your own immune system just going a little yeah. haywire. Yeah. We don't really know why it happens or like what to do about it. But like we try some things and they work sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. She started talking about like if it is autoimmune, we got to do steroid injections weekly weekly yeah whole thing so to determine if it was autoimmune or not as the saga continues we needed to do a breast biopsy which you know the other thing about postpartum is like your brain is just it's not really firing on all no. cylinders mush lack of sleep just had a baby yeah processing all this information is like huh yeah literally and i'm like just just, just make it go away yeah. <laughs> i don't care what I'm you like, do i don't know how to yeah exactly I don't want it anymore <laughs> just get it I out just, just want to be normal again rid of it you know i'm like i don't have the ability to like weigh pros and cons right yeah. now and go yeah. like consult the research about like no hmm, you know how statistically how many no do you think it's gonna fix it okay you just do it? let's okay, do it yeah, i'm like do, should we do the steroids now <laughs> she's well we should probably do the biopsy first i'm like all right oh, okay whatever it takes please just make it go away so the biopsy <laughs> in comparison to the drainage sucked needle did she did she at that time did she get more out so then, More yeah. fluid out. So this second time that I went back, it was like we did drainage again uh -huh. and a biopsy. Uh-huh. And with this time around, because I had asked the do the specialist the same thing that I asked this guy again about, like, you know, but what about this little nugget behind it? Yeah, like you were concerned about that, and they were like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, inflammation. It yeah. could be tissue accumulation. Yeah. Or just da -da -da. The body should reabsorb it. I'm like, well, but it's not. <laughs> it has nowhere to go. Right. So I asked this um, this gentleman. So it's a radiologist that does the procedure with the drainage and also mm -hmm. with the biopsy. Mm -hmm. I asked the same guy, too, on the consult before the biopsy, you know. I just, there's this thing behind it that is, is still anybody there. anybody concerned about the nugget? <laughs> the nugget is still there. It's very firm. It has not changed in weeks. And he tells me, he's like, you know, on ultrasound, and he like explained it to me before, and then also in the room 
looking at the images. He's like, uh-huh. so see this dark spot? That's uh-huh. fluid. I'm like, yeah, yeah. This whole thing behind it, the nugget, is like a hazy color on ultrasound. So it's like hard to know what it really is. We drain fluid. We're not going to drain the fuzzy. Whatever. We don't know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right. We're not going to drain whatever. the fuzzy nugget. Yeah. <laughs> so we go in, we drain just the fluid, the dark spot, and then he starts doing the biopsy, which. And you're totally awake sucked. for all of this? Yeah. Or did you, did they give you any like Versed or no, anything? No. Just no. numb? Just numb. Just lidocaine. Numb. I was like, let's, let's, again, I was like, let's just, just get it done. Just do it. Yeah. And you're like, whatever. If you have to give me medicine, then I'm just going to be like, Bleh. yeah. And it'll take longer. Yeah, exactly. Just get her done, please. <laughs> So then we do the biopsy, which is like this long contraption that's a little bit wider than a needle. But same, we're coming in, coming mm-hmm. in from the side, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the way down and in to mm-hmm. the areola. And it's like this little contraption that goes all the way in. And then it grabs a little chunk of tissue and then just like, pow, just like, just like bites it off. Like a little, like, little yeah. Mm. And it sounds a little bit like a little gun because it like a trigger is like, pulls it out yeah and then they go in again and they're like eh, pull out another chunk and then they go in again pull out another chunk can you did- hear that noise in your head yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yep did that about six times i think six it was six times yeah just you know we're in there let's yeah i mean get what we need yeah um so after that though mm-hmm then the doc was like, you know, let's just see what we can get out. Because I think maybe like having spent some time in there pulling out some tissue chunks, he's like, let's revisit the fuzzy nugget, really. The fuzzy nugget. Let's just get whatever. Let's just see. Sure. So he asked the nurse, like, hey, you know, hand me a 20 mil. Just hand me a, hand me a syringe. And mm-hmm. he gets in there and starts sucking out a bunch of blood. And at this point, I mean, I'm just watching the ultrasound. I'm watching the fuzzy just like just slowly like and disappear. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take another syringe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, one more. Let's get one more syringe. These are 20 <laughs> And in my head, syringes. I'm like, okay, my brain is mushy, but quick math. <laughs> Those are 20 mil syringes, and he just asked for three of them. <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out in total... Mm-hmm. 50 milliliters mm. of fluid yeah came out of the bloody blood bloody just blood just like yeah. you know i imagine so essentially strange. just so here's how i imagine what it happened <laughs> here we go <laughs> this is what happened so an infection ensued at some point mm-hmm. along with these procedures they also do culture um to, to see what grows so they can oh, make sure right. i'm on the right antibiotics you know, and the first time they did it, they're like, ooh, it's staff. You know, staff's Whatever. everywhere. Staff. Yeah, yeah. whoop de doo um, Nurses hear staff and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Second time, nothing grew because at that point, there's, I mean, so much antibiotics, it was all gone. But um, an infection ensued, right? Not latching great. Maybe it was something on the nipple shield. Could have been. I'd been washing them every time, but still. You never know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We will never know what exactly it was. But an infection gets in there and the body spiked a fever because all of a sudden, you know, alarms are set off. Yeah. Ayo, let's get on in there. The war ensues. They find the bacteria. They wall it off. It does its job. Right. They're like, 
keep that puppy contained. Just on your areola. Just, just happen to be on the areola. Just you know, convenient at the time. Right at present the, time. Right next to the nip. Something that's getting action every two to three hours, but whatever. And so it walled it off. And I think that all of that was just kind of like the remainder of just the war. The immune system will. working. The immune system mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of dead, dead soldiers. Tissue, so they didn't blood. have to take out any more tissue then after they sucked out 50 mils of just blood. Yeah. But after that, completely gone now. I mean, she looks great. And she you guys has, are nursing on that side? We've just, we've just started. Okay. Yeah. We've just started. Um, but yeah, after that, it told, I mean, it really actually was gone. Interesting. And so it's not autoimmune. Not, yep. So biopsy results, it's win, not win. autoimmune. That's a win. You know, praise be for that. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> um, nothing grew, so the infection was totally gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing is gone. Thank goodness. Um, it was still a little rough going home because I think I'd gotten to a good point mentally. Mm-hmm. And this kind of threw me back into just feeling very defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, we stop. I get back in the car and I was just the whole way home. I was just, my mom drove me and I was just like, what the hell on it? You know, like, like how is what? this? Like, why is this what? happening? Come on. Come on. And if you look it up, it's like, I mean, abscesses are so rare. It's like the percentage of people that get, even get mastitis mm-hmm. is low, mm-hmm. more common among, you know, first time moms, first six weeks, mm-hmm. all of that, you know. But among those people, even then, the percentage is so small of people that actually get abscesses. And I'm just like, what the heck? You know, we start driving home. My mom makes a stop to buy some pastries. We get home. Kyle had already bought pastries. And at this point, I'm like, I got a pump. I got this big old bandage. I'm so worried about it. But I'm like, I got to keep draining her. Yeah, yeah. I put on the pump. Start just blood coming out of my nipple. And I lost it. I'm just like dumping tears. Uh, My mom's like, don't look at it. Quick, Kyle, get a towel. Put a towel on it. Quick, (laughs) quick. And he put a towel over. He's like, don't look, Chels. Don't look. Just don't look. Here, take a, you want to take this muffin. Eat some of this muffin. Quick. And they're like putting on Netflix. They're like, just look over here. Look over here. It's fine. And I'm like, this is not fine. At that point, it was already, you already lost it. Yeah. I'm like, this is not fine. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm like so determined to make breastfeeding work. Yeah. And here I am I mean, like, what a lot of people are. the actual heck am I doing? How long after that did it, did you, were you pumping like basically like bloody milk? The bloody milk was, I want to say like three days. Oh. Yeah. And I checked in with them and they're like, you know. It's, it's fine. It's expected as long as it's going down. Yeah. And they told me too, they're like, you know, and technically, honestly, it's okay to feed it, yeah. feed it to the baby. Yeah. It's more of a mental thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think I'll just dump it. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for letting me know. Sure. I know. That's. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's hard. No. I don't know if I could do it either. No. So, yeah, it, it took a lot, I think, of. That that's another thing that was surprising is like you have to have a lot of determina- determination to breastfeed mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. you start having challenges mm-hmm. to get past it to get past it because yeah. 
I mean, think about it. It's also something, it's a new skill, if you will, that you're learning. Mm-hmm. When in your life have you ever practiced a skill every two to three hours every day for seven weeks? Never. <laughs> ever. Never, ever. And, and then to do all that practice and it's still not going perfect. Yeah. It can really get to you, yeah. you know? It's a total um, physical, mental challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's there's usually not like a quick fix no. for it. No. Which you did everything. All the things. I mean, dare we say the nurse curse? Yeah. I mean, I mean there it was. That there was. it was. But I feel like, I don't know. I mean, if I were you, I would, I think I would be a little happier that the nurse curse was that versus something more catastrophic. Totally. Right? I mean, I'm still. It's like, okay, if we're yeah. going to put it on a, if we're going right. to put all the things that happened totally. in front of me. Yeah. Like things that could go wrong as, I mean, in your head as a labor and delivery nurse, like you, oh, yeah. you see some stuff, you mm-hmm. know, but so if you, if you're going to pick like which, which three things will I take? I guess I'll take this. Yeah. I mean, could we have stopped yeah. at mastitis? Yes, please. Yeah. Because the abscess part was a little extreme. Yeah. Else. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I've like, we can't help but like compare things too. And I do the same totally. thing in my brain where I'm mm-hmm. like. I truly had, like, the most dreamy birth experience. Mm-hmm. I I still feel so lucky that I even got that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as labor nurses, like you said, like, we see so many horrible things. So many things. The highs are high and the lows are low. Yeah. And I think I had just always kind of, like, hoped that I would have. We all kind of hope, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, I never imagined that I would really have what I considered a, like, home birth type experience in the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. surrounded by support. Yeah. Totally unmedicated. I was in the zone. Mm-hmm. And it truly, I, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful for that and amazed that, like, I got to have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then on the flip side, I'm like, well, it was going to, it was going to be something. We can't Some, help but, you know, something. have that. It was going to be something. It had to be. And here we are. It's breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a freaking abscess to, yeah. to yeah. go with. Yeah. So now... Tina's doing better. Tina's doing much better. And we're s- even, we've just started breastfeeding mm-hmm. on that side a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a little, a little, little latch shy. Yeah. Um, and also just like a little bit of a freak about keeping things clean now. Cause I'm just like, infection, like your skin's not yeah. even clean yeah. anyway. No, Is a baby's no, mouth's not no. clean? It's like, what? No. But infection, but, right? It's yeah. like it came from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we're just starting to latch on that side. But for now, we're kind of in this game of like, once you have clogged ducts, mastitis, anything of that sort, it seems mm-hmm. like the recommendation is like, you know what? We're, we got to keep them drained. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know when that ends necessarily. I'm still working with lactation, but like it's kind of messing with my head a little bit that now Luca is starting to sleep a bit more. Mm-hmm. Hooray. But I'm still kind of freaked out about like, well, we, I'm still well, going to pump. not waking up. I'm still going to yeah. pump and mm-hmm. just keep the milk flowing mm-hmm. so that we don't have this again. Right. I mean, that makes sense. But still, you know, like we said, it's a whole thing to yeah. be breastfeeding and then to pump. It's a production. Clean. It's a yeah. production. It really is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. 
it's a lot it's a lot oh man it's a lot um and more recently you learned that um the little dude has a bit of a tongue tie Mm -hmm. so then our last lactation appointment which we'd seen lactation a couple times and there were lots of different things we were working on with you know he wasn't latching and Mm -hmm. then I had an overactive letdown, just all these different things. The nipple shield, yada, yada. And this last time, um, had a, like, closer look in the mouth and said, no, there's a posterior tongue tie back mm-hmm. there. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we're, we'd started latching on the left side, like, done with nipple shields. Because mm-hmm. um, I was pretty determined. Yay. Yeah, super yay. Yeah. I was very determined, like, amidst the abscess. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, we just need to... I need to have one good side one and we just got to latch. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, mm-hmm. the nip shield and everything is it's too much. <laughs> and I think, so some of the best advice that I got that kind of got me to that point of like just getting him to latch in mm-hmm. the first place without the nipple shield was, um, you know, the, actually it was the nurse at the, the breast center that told me that, you know, she had called a lactation consultant just like crying, you know, bleeding the whole you know the mm-hmm. whole thing you know torn nipples all that stuff Ooh. and the lactation consultant told her like you know what she's like you just need to come at it with a can-do attitude she's like <laughs> get in there with your baby and be like you know what we're gonna latch today we can do this we're gonna do it <laughs> and my mom told me something similar about the difference between your first and your second baby yeah it's like second baby she's like i mean when it came to your younger brother she's like latch or don't buddy we got places to go (laughs) so we don't have time to be fussing over you know are we tummy to tummy yeah are we nose to nipple yeah is it all working she's like perfect she's like and your brother had to figure it out because he's like shoot if i don't latch right now then we're not eating because (laughs) because there's a toddler to chase yeah and so i kind of approached it with more of that attitude i'm like all right luca this is it this is it we're just gonna latch buddy we're just gonna do it and we finally did yeah and I was so excited to, like, be on the breast without the shield. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, it still wasn't going great. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we were still working with lactation, because I was getting, we called the lipstick nipple. Right. Which. Pa- were you having any pain at all, or was it just, yeah, like, the shape was, of the nipple after? It, it's, like, painful at first, mm-hmm. and then not so painful. Mm-hmm. And now there's a difference between, when we talk about breastfeeding, you know, we talk about pain versus um like the sensation of tugging and pulling so you have to kind of know in your head and how the heck you it's yeah especially when it's your first baby like you don't want it you want to feed them right so you're like oh is this is this what it's supposed to be like okay we're gonna go with it but then it becomes pain then it's painful and then you keep doing it right and then that's where you get like the cracked and the bleeding yep. and all of that. And yep. so yep. remembering like the difference between pain and the weird sensation. Yeah, it's not like it feels nice. No. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's very and it's so true that like in your head, the whole time I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, is this? Is that yeah, that doesn't feel great, but I don't think it's pain. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit maybe pain. it's painful. Right. But maybe you know, maybe it's not. Right. He's He's swallowing. He seems to be doing fine. So it's mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. And then you take him off the breast and the, the lipstick is the thing that like every time. Right. The nipple's misshapen. So I'm like, well, so clearly it's still not. Not ideal. Not ideal. Right. 
And that's when the tongue tie came about, mm-hmm. um, which we're figuring out, you know, next steps with that. Um, posterior tongue ties are something that are much more like misdiagnosed, I guess, mm-hmm. or just missed. Um, cause you can't really see them. Right. They're not like not with the obvious. anterior ones. Mm-hmm. So you just like, boom, there it is. Yeah. The kid can't even stick its tongue out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. So we were surprised to hear that, but also I was like, well, shoot, there is something going on. Yeah. Um, which again, I, it's so hard on postpartum. It's just like when any little thing goes wrong, I'm like, can we just fix it? Just yeah. fix it, please. You know? And with this, it feels a little bit, it's like, gosh, I really hope it does fix it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's hard to know, um, if it will or not, which is hard with, compared with like the abscesses, like they drained it. I'm like, there we go. Drained, gone, done. Great. Mm-hmm. And so with this, it's a little, it's a little trickier. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because too, though, like with the abscess, that was your body, right? Mm-hmm. You were the one mm-hmm. who was willing to endure yeah. suffering, suffering, suffering. <laughs> And so, I mean, not that they, you know, not that they're going to be suffering when they have the procedure done or anything, but it's just harder to be like, yes, do this on my baby versus yes, do this on my body. Right. right? And I think that that's kind of like. Yeah. uh, Right. (laughs) Which we've kind of realized, too, that, um, you know, we reached out to our pediatrician and, you know, they pretty much told us the same thing that I like heard before is like they deal with the anterior ones, mm-hmm. not so much. They don't get into the business of the posterior ones mm-hmm. so much. And I think because a lot of what I kind of like read online from, you know, mom blogs and things. The mom blogs. The mom blogs. Plenty. There's plenty to find on there. <laughs> be careful. Careful what you look yeah, at, though, yeah. folks. Just be careful. Um, but, you know, a lot of people talk about how. You know, from the peds perspective, you can go a long time with painful breastfeeding because to them, they're like, well, your kid's gaining weight. He's thriving. Yeah. They don't really. They're not. I mean, yeah. They're not concerned about your nips. No. I mean, I love if you're breastfeeding, but, you know, and it's yeah. like to them going well in terms of like the baby's gaining weight and it's like endurable. I think that that's that's a little bit part of it, too. Right. Of like that mental of like, well, he is doing good. Right. He's gained so much weight. He's like a little chunky monkey. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we're. He's getting tons of milk. I'm just I, in pain. I listened to um, Dr. Gahari on his Instagram. He's been doing these, you know, really educational reels, um, like, you know, the short videos. And he talks about um, pediatricians be, being breastfeeding tolerant. Mm. So it's like they're, you know, as long as it's going good they're like okay yeah keep doing it but at the second it's like not like oh we'll just you know supplement them and so i don't know right. like if that's maybe the vibe but right it's Which, hard cause... and we haven't felt it out with our our personal pediatrician yeah. yet you know so who knows how they'll approach it but yeah. it is it's something out there i think this tolerance of again like in my head this like determination to breastfeed yeah when for a lot of folks, I mean, pumping's fine. Yeah, it's pumping still, you're fine. giving them breast Formula's milk. Formula's also fine. Formula's it's, fine. It's all fine. It's all But it's a mental fine. thing. It's you a are mental told yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's such a mental thing. That again, like that determination of like, <sighs> yeah, I just really, really want to do it so bad. And if that wasn't there, I mean, 
whatever yeah i mean because there were plenty of opportunities where i was like yeah this is this is the point when people quit for sure this yeah, is the point totally. where i would quit right now if i wasn't so determined freaking yeah. determined yeah but then still having those moments of like what am i doing yeah why am i continuing what am i doing well i think that we are um you know we're lucky to live in the portland area because we do have dr gary who's a phenomenal resource for tongue ties i mean mm-hmm. he's super knowledgeable like i told you i trust him with my kid i mean i didn't she didn't need um she did need it actually but the timing with work and stuff it was just um not good and i wasn't painful and i was still producing so everything was fine but right. i mean in if he would have said this needs to be done or breastfeeding's not going to continue then i would have been like okay like because i try i do trust his opinion and I mean, there's he's conducted studies and right. published yeah. an article, and I mean it works. But like, it's that mental of. But what if it doesn't work? Right, <laughs> and then I did something to Luca instead of me this time. Yeah. Oh, it's so tricky. It's hard. Gosh, what's Kyle think about it? Kyle thinks he kind of goes back and forth. I mm-hmm. think we both come back to like it's so low risk. Totally. So low risk. My goodness. Yeah. Of the medical decisions we're going to have to make. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. And so that's kind of like where we lean towards like, is there a downside? Yeah. Um, When it's so low risk and it's better to do it when they're little. Totally. Instead Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. you know, if for some reason down the road it did cause other issues, like right. a lisp or other things that they mentioned mm-hmm. that can happen, mm-hmm. hard to know. Mm-hmm. But everything when they're little is just like it heals so quickly. It's so, again, and the procedure is so it's very minimal. Quick. It's very quick, too. Very quick, not very invasive. No. Um, so we're kind of in the canvas like, man, if it really would make breastfeeding better, then we should do it. Because mm-hmm. um, that's just not... It's not sustainable. No. I don't know how much longer. I mean, I can handle it, but I'm just in my head. I'm like, God, am I just like waiting for another abscess? Yeah, yeah. you know, something, something to go wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. I most I, like I said, most surprised about just that that mental game you play with breastfeeding. It's just exhausting. It really is. And again, like that realizing how many hours you're doing something. Yeah. Over and over it's a and full over time. More than full time job. Yeah. Breastfeeding. Yeah. It's incredible. And so you said you had mentioned, um, just real quick, you had mentioned that he's sleeping a little bit longer. Yeah. So then how so he so if you're feeding him every two to three hours and he's sleeping for four hours, so are you you're sleeping and then you're waking up to pump? So at this point, I'm trying not to go longer than four okay. hours without pumping. Just to be able to drain. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know when that long term mm-hmm. what that plan looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's hard because again, in my head, I'm just like I'm like afraid of them getting too full again now. Yeah, are you and just letting them like feel go. your boobs? Oh like, yeah, constantly. Like, oh, I was like, is it full? Is, is that full? a is that a duck? <laughs> or is that just? Oh no, that's fine. It's just fine. <laughs> Kyle's like, are you okay? Obsessed <laughs> with keeping the milk flowing now. Keeping the milk flowing. Keeping the milk Keep flowing. Keep the milk flowing, y'all. Yeah. 
Oh gosh. So yeah. That's that's that. That's been the journey thus far. The journey thus far. Seven and weeks to in. be continued. Yeah. I mean, but gosh, he is doing so well. I mean, he's like he's so chunky now. He's so cute too. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> I can't stand it. That's yeah. And then you just look at him too and you're like, uh I know. It's fine. Whatever. My Anything. nipples are sore. Anything. Who cares? Anything Look at you. his face. <laughs> Who cares? My nips are sore. I, I can know, put nip whip so on him. It's fine. Because <laughs> they're so precious. They're just like, so precious. Know, that's all they need. That's all they need. You know, they need mm-hmm. comfort and a boob. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And it's a special, I think, like those feelings I was feeling in the beginning of like that loss of like that physical connection, like him being right. physically with me all the time. Mm-hmm. I realized it's, it's still this different kind of connection Yeah. that, you know, even being away from him now, I'm getting little nip tingles. The tingles. You know, they're getting a little tingly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's probably getting hungry at home yeah. right now. Yeah. Like there's still that like bit I of a connection like... that like my body and his are. And his are still doing a thing. Yeah. That's so cool. It is really it's cool. It's so it cool. Really it really is. It is. It's if it could be thing. a little less challenging at times. You know, that would be great. But we will persevere. <laughs> yeah, we will persevere. <laughs> My gosh. It's, yeah. So now, after all of that, how are you going to approach your patients Ooh. and, like, like we said, we don't want to scare people, right? Mm, but we want yeah. to talk about postpartum because, yeah. I mean, no one really talks about it. A lot of times we talk about the birth process, the labor process, and you might have some bleeding after, maybe some baby blues. But there's so much, there's so much. that goes into <clears throat> postpartum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with everything that you've experienced, now how are you going to take that back when you when you go back to work? I think, so another piece of advice that I got from someone that's been very helpful from a friend from nursing school, she told me, because someone had told this to her, and she's Mm -hmm. like, it changed everything for me. (laughs) She's like, so in postpartum, you're going to take your expectations, and you're going to lower them, (laughs) okay? You know, feel that out. Where are we right now? We just lowered them. (laughs) And then go. Now we're going to lower them again. <laughs> okay? Just think about that. Okay? Again, we lower them even more. That's where we're going to hang out. Okay? That's where that's we're going to be. Solid and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be there. And that's yeah. where we're going to be. Yeah. That might be where, where I'm at. Being very, again, like a cheerleader for folks and like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to instill confidence like but also that reality that like it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. but like you gotta you gotta lower the expectations it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay (laughs) so maybe that's it maybe that's really it (laughs) lower that bar lower the bar lower it and then lower Lower the bar and then zoom out it's hard to do but zoom out and think about all of the things that are going well yeah there's so many other things going well it's your brain wants to focus on the negative stuff because that's it's like your world, especially when it's like breastfeeding and it's like my God. Too, you've got so many things oh, coming at you from like, you know, all of these stories. And I know you don't have social media, but like social media is like for that. huge. Like mm. you see all these people yeah. like, oh, and 
you know, two months postpartum and, mm. you know, look at my mm. body and mm. like all of these things. And it's your, your brain is seeing that and then you're seeing yourself and you're mm. like, what's wrong with me? Mm. And so that, like, just that expectation, you got to stop looking at the yeah. enemy. Maybe I'll plug that in too. Yeah. Uh, lower your expectations twofold, maybe even three. <laughs> Delete your Instagram, folks. Just go on ahead and do it. Just delete it. I'm not on it. I'm fine. Look at me. I'm a part of society. I haven't been shunned. You're functional. I'm still in the loop. Yeah. Just delete it. We just got to text you. It's true. It's true. Am I great at responding to text in a timely manner? No, but... Those 3 a.m. responses every once in a while. Oh, boy. Now. Now they're 3 a.m. responses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea was up feeding that that time. Oh, no, it's like totally. I I do the same thing when I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh well, their phone's probably on silent. Yeah, exactly. They, nobody keeps their like ringer ringers on, on anymore. At three a.m. No, come on. Unless you're do phones even come with ringers anymore? They're always on silent. They're always on silent. Phones are do not disturb. Silent. Seriously, <laughs> do not notify. Gosh. So lower yeah. the bar, lower the expectation. Anything else? Like what? Hmm. I think, gosh, what else? I feel like there's so much. There's so much. There's so much advice now that I would give to people differently, I think. Um, you got to go easy on yourself, you know, which mm-hmm. is probably related to the lowering your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself some grace. Yeah, give yeah. yourself some grace. Yeah. I guess related to that, too. You know, I just want to say that I I feel very fortunate that I have such a strong support system, both during labor and postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been so important. I really, you talked about it at the beginning, but I had such a stellar care team. Right. And then on top of that, I mean, having my mom and Kyle there for Mm -hmm. labor, I don't know that I could have done it without them, Mm -hmm. honestly. And then on the other side, postpartum, Again, I mean, if you have a support system, like, do not be shy about asking for help. Yeah. Because it's humbling and it's something that I'm not very good at is mm-hmm. asking for help. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And maybe that's part of being a nurse too, right? Like, that's totally. all we do is help people. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, honestly, I think that that is a big part of why it's so hard for me to ask for help is because I'm such a caregiver. Right. So I think, right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But man, if you've got those people, mm-hmm. they want to help. Let yeah. them help. Yeah, let them in. <laughs> let them in. I mean, gosh, I I feel like postpartum, like if I described it in one word, it'd be squishy. Squishy. Because <laughs> the baby is squishy. You know, he's just squishy and cute and lovable and constantly changing. And then I'm squishy. My brain is squishy. Yeah. My emotions are squishy. Yeah. Nothing is solid. Right. But if you have support people, yeah. like, that's, like, the one thing. Again, like, Kyle and my mom mm-hmm. and some of our really close friends have been the only thing kind of keeping the glue together. Keeping it. <laughs> well, you're so lucky. Very lucky. And yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm so fortunate to have that. But for anybody that, if you have those people, mm-hmm. you got to let them help. Yeah. Just let them help. It it's okay. Sense. Yeah. Well, Chelsea, I want to thank you for um, being a guest on my podcast. It's been so good to have you. Yeah, this was great. Thank you. Yeah. All right.
I'd like to take a moment to thank Chelsea again for coming on my podcast. We talked about her determination to breastfeed despite challenges that she has faced. We also discussed her son's tongue tie and whether or not she was going to proceed with the tongue tie release. We will follow up again with Chelsea in a few months to hear about what she ended up doing. If you want more information on tongue ties, see the show notes. Be sure to join us next time for Dina's Real Postpartum Experience.